emergency podcast, Packers fans, the moment has come. Joe Barry, defensive coordinator, is gone. He has been fired. The Green Bay Packers are moving forward without him next season as their defensive coordinator. Matt LaFleur has officially parted ways with his guy. This has huge ramifications for the team moving forward. We talked on Monday's podcast about how different it is to actually move on from a coordinator versus a smaller position. Well, that moment's happened. We have mixed thoughts. We have hot thoughts. And we're coming to you live with this emergency podcast right after the news broke. I'm joined by my co-host, KJ. KJ, what is your initial reaction to when you saw this come across your face? Wow, Packers fans, you know what happened to me is I was just walking past someone and they're like, hey, the coach, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty crazy, the Bucks fired Adrian Griffin, they're like, no, Joe Barry, I was like, what, and I was like, holy cow, Joe Barry's gone, and it's crazy, like, I'm, I'm super happy to be here with you all, like, this is why we love sports, this is why we love being in this community with you all Packers fans, so thank you everyone for joining in, we told you a few days ago, we said, hey, we're just getting warmed up, don't go anywhere, well, sure enough, the big domino fell, I personally thought Joe Barry was safe, to be honest. As much frustration as he caused everybody, as much anguish as he caused everybody, I thought he may have done enough to, to uh, you know, solidify his job, regardless of if I thought he was like the best defensive coordinator in the game, which was clearly not the case, right? But I thought he, um, I honestly didn't think this was going to happen. And to me, it almost reminds me of like Matt Lafleur is like the substitute teacher in the class that like just gets pushed around, pushed around, pushed around until he finally like blows up and snaps on you. You're like, dang, you know, like okay, you know, like I'm not going to mess with this guy. And it also reminds me almost of Lord of the Rings, if anyone's ever seen that, in the Fellowship of the Ring at the very end of the first movie when uh, Boromir is kind of like fending off uh, all the orc army from uh, Merry and Pippin and he ends up getting capped by the by the big orc with the arrows, if you know what I mean. Um, you know, it's almost like Joe Barry did help us achieve what we achieved this year, as crazy as that may sound. And for that reason, it's just, um, you know, I think this is good for us, right? Like, it, sometimes change is hard, but I think this is good for us in the aggregate. You made a good point. There is going to be a transition period, right? Like, new voice, you got to get people to buy in, new concepts, new play calls. It's it's kind of like learning a new language almost, uh, getting new habits built in. But it's very interesting. You almost got the, got the feeling that... A lot of players may have known about this last night. You saw Jair Alexander make a post, um, which I want to address real quick. He's not going anywhere. I'd be shocked if Jair is going anywhere. I want to put that down right away. Jair is just a guy who does stuff like that, but it's almost like that makes sense that he would make that post saying, hey, thank you for like, you know, this time in Green Bay. Um, you know, I think he might have known that like, hey, Joe Barry might have got the ax and then sure enough, the news breaks this morning. It's crazy. I know we put up a bunch of candidates on Ike Packers. I think we put up like my top five candidates. You know, maybe I'm forgetting a person or two. Uh, busy day. We got to get the emergency pot in because we love Packers Nation. Alex, what about you, man? How are you feeling? I'm still processing Packers fans, so I'll have a more well thought out take come next episode. But right now, the way I view this is actually as a dual edge sword so on one side of the sword you have good riddance joe barry you know the defense was never elite under you you had a lot of talent and you know came up short a couple times 
on the downside, you know, the sharp end, is that how many defensive coordinators are we going to give Matt LaFleur before we realize he's the problem? I mean, Cage, this is now the third defensive coordinator we've kind of scapegoated for Matt LaFleur. And you said it. You thought he was safe. I thought he was safe. Joe Barry was not the problem. You're almost opening up a box of problems here with a new defensive coordinator. And here's why I'm a little pissed off, Packers fans, because I am down deep, is we're going to have some BS sold to us as to it takes the defense time to learn a new scheme. Like, I don't want to hear that. We've seen that so many times in this organization. How about we look at the other side of the room? How about we look at Matt LaFleur, who, for some reason, waited until the end of the year when Joe Barry actually proved that he was not the problem. Maybe the problem could have been trading his second-best corner or the best corner he had, right? No No one wants to bring that up. How come we're scapegoating Joe Barry? We're scapegoating Razul Douglas? Jair, those could have been his guys for all we know, Cage. He is kind of that type of player where who knows how he was feeling in the moment learning that Joe Barry's gone after the defense showing inspired ball. I talked about it. They played inspired ball to end this season. And, hey, now we're moving on from our D coordinator. We better pick someone damn good. And we've got some some names here as Packers fans. I'm just going to read these off to you in order. Jim Leonard former defensive coordinator of the Wisconsin Badgers. Long NFL career. Orr, linebackers coach of the Ravens, Baltimore Ravens, brother of Chris Orr, friend of the show. Rising Al star. Harris, defensive back. Not as high on him, to be honest. For that, Dallas, uh, former Green Bay Packer player. We shredded Ron him. Ron Rivera, head coach, former head coach of the Commanders. He's available, former Head coach of the Carolina Panthers. He's, he's Defensive available. coordinator before that. Great defensive Mike, line. Mike Vrabel. He is also now available formerly with the Tennessee Titans. Both of those are former head coaches with defensive coordinator experience and specialty, Gage. But here's just my take before I bounce it to, to who you want. Yeah, yeah. My final thought is, okay, if you want to fix this defense to make it top 10 in the league, you're going to have to get rid of Matt LaFleur's head coach because defense is one of these, you know, realms in football where it is you need a general leading that absolute defensive unit. It's not like the offensive guys. You know what? You might have some flashy players on offense, but you're dealing with Quay Walker, Jair Alexander, Devontae Wyatt, all True. these guys on defense that, frankly, can't be that easy to deal with. And who do they respect? They either respect someone with a great scheme who's been there for a while, which I think Joe Barry may have kind of earned more of their respect, or they respect someone who's an absolute general and probably the head coach of the team. So I don't know how much better this move is actually making the Packers cage. Do you see this as a positive or a negative in terms of the team? You know, and that's why this is like Packers, Packers fans, like, Believing that Joe Barry was the entirety of the Packers' problems is a very, very lazy take. It's an extremely, extremely lazy take. And like Alex made a great point, I just want to kind of expand on what he said. Joe Barry's players loved him. Like, that is not a given. And Joe Barry was not perfect at all, but neither is Matt LaFleur. And Matt LaFleur's sticking around, right? He, he helped Jordan Love, and so I just want to say, like, but Alex makes a great point, and no one's going to say it, and that's why Ike Packers is blowing up like it is, because we actually, like, keep it real from all angles. Man, you can't 
exp- like this is going to be Matt LaFleur's last coordinator barring like something catastrophic like you can't just keep firing five or six or seven defensive coordinators and not look at the overall general of the of the army right the general of the team like this is it you know like if you if you want to scapegoat a third defensive coordinator be- yeah well like you can't get any more you know scapegoats it's like it's like the guy who just kills all of his generals eventually he's going to get killed too you know and um and, and basically what I'm saying is, like, Joe Barry had his shortcomings, but Matt LaFleur has made his fair share of boneheaded mistakes too, right? And Matt LaFleur is safe. So I just want to, like, let Packers fans know, like, he's safe. He's not going anywhere. And so I don't I don't want people to think that we're like, oh, fire LaFleur, fire No, like, he's safe. That was basically what our, our uh, stance was all along. If he can develop Jordan Love, he's the right man. Um, but at the same time, like, it's a move that is going to be sold as like, oh, it takes time when things go wrong. You got to give it time. It's like, we don't want to give it any more time. We are right there. You know, like we've only had two rings in the last 30 years, man. We've massively underachieved as an organization. Enough with the underachieving. I agree with Alex. So what can we do, right? Like, where do we go from here? You know, there's a lot to be said about continuity, right? Like, the having the same people rowing in the same direction, going together through highs and lows. You see it in life with partnerships. I mean, think about Ike, for example. Like, there's been highs and lows with Ike. If we would have given up at the first sign of adversity, we wouldn't be reaching 24 plus million people in a single week. It's 40 people a second for every second for an entire seven days straight. You know, if we would have given up when the going got tough, it never would have happened. Just like the Packers stuck with Joe Barry and you saw brighter days. Well, he's gone now, so what do we do? Where do we go from here? What can we control? You have to absolutely nail the hire. You have to get a home run hire. And to be honest, man, as we're saying this, and this is the initial reaction pod, Packers fans, trust me, we're going to have the delayed reaction pod like we always do. I almost think you got to cross Al Harris off the list. I don't think he's really good enough. Um, I think he's a fan favorite. And we, because of obviously his time in Green Bay, we can't succumb to that again. And Alex made the great point of trading away Razul Douglas. Like, how much better would our defense be? How many more games would we have won if we had Razul there? Man, we'd probably be playing still, frankly. And that's not really like something, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. We can't really change the past, right? Like, Joe Barry or LeFleur weren't making that move. That was a goot move. But if we had another bona fide corner, like a top 10 corner in the league, which Razul's been playing at that level against the 49ers man like he might pick off Purdy he probably would have picked off Purdy and then we're still playing and then Joe Barry's for sure safe so basically what my point is Packers fans is this isn't some clear-cut black and white thing you you fire Joe Barry and all your problems go away no the real work starts now and you absolutely have to nail the hire I think you can maybe look at Jim Leonard I think Zach Orr is the kind of guy who would lead men into battle um, no doubt, go and look at that video I post on Ike Packers. He's firing up Roquan Smith. He's firing up Patrick Queen on the sidelines. Like The Ravens linebacking core is menacing, and a large part of that is because Zach Orr is just unleashing them and putting them in great positions to succeed. You know, The downside is he's never coached as a D.C. before. The downside in Jim Leonard is he's never really coached in the NFL before. Like He's played in the NFL, but he's never coached in the NFL. I like him. But that's what brings us to, like, Mike Vrabel and Ron Rivera. Like, Ron Rivera is a great guy, as, as just, like, a leader, garners respect. Um, you know, he's got his shortcomings, but he's been to a Super Bowl, and that's kind of where we're trying to go. So for Packers fans who are initially saying, 
no, we're, we're not, we're closing the book on Ron Rivera. It's like, you got to keep an open mind if you want to get to the Super Bowl. You can't just be like knee-jerk reaction, I want Al Harris because he happened to wear a Packers uniform at one, ta- one time. I got news for you, man. Another name, Charles freaking Woodson, okay? Charles Woodson was 10 times the cornerback Al Harris was. You know what I remember about Al Harris in Green Bay? A F-load of holding and pass interference calls. The man, when he was on his downside of his career, was a penalty machine, and he was a fan favorite. He had the dreadlocks. You know, he had the infamous pick six versus Matt Hasselbeck. That was the highlight of his career. You know, and now he's in Dallas. Look at Dallas's defensive coordinator. Like, Al Harris is benefiting from that as the secondary coach. This real superstar is Dallas's defensive coordinator, who I don't think is going anywhere. You know, he's superstar? not going to make a... Well, he's not going to make a lateral move, man. Look at their stats. They they went from like thirty or like twenty eighth. The guy we just smoked them. Okay. Well, dude, like, he made he went took the Dallas Cowboys from like twenty eighth to like seventh in points allowed to like fifth in points allowed. Like, you know, I looked at the numbers. I didn't want to believe it, but that's why you do some research. And he's a stud. Like Dallas's DC's a stud. There's a few studs out there, and uh, man, and I mean, like, I don't know if Al Harris is the guy for that reason. I have my reservations, and I'm not like making my definitive pick this is the uh, instant after, reaction after the pod. Dallas game but then Mike Vrabel right like he's a leader if too. you hired Harris me too like, me too up, like we not, can do better he's not ready you, you, like he's, he's not, not ready. ready you got shredded and, and Charles Woodson I mean hard to argue that you could one get him two that yeah. he would you know come in and run a scheme as a motivator yeah, I think yeah. he's tremendous but this is a, a team again cage with a head coach as an offensive minded guy yeah you gotta get a general in the offense if you think we're gonna come in and get some joe barry al harris charles woodson type guy off the street again and that all things are gonna be good or better you're 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 fooling yourself you're fooling yourself you need someone who's like a mike vrabel yeah or a ron rivera your options are actually quite limited, actually, yeah, at this point, because and- of what Joe Barry ended his season on. It was like it was a good run. The players were coming together, and uh, Packers fans, everything was pointing up. We'll frankly. see who they hire because I have optimism in this team. I have optimism in them. Probably knowing the candidate already, they're not going to move away from Joe Barry without anybody in mind. Unless- but do they? Does Matt Lafleur truly hope, know? I hope, I hope I, they've already I got the yes. I hope I they've already got know. the yes. Yeah, I but- hope they do. Um, I agree with you, Alex. You kind of need someone to, like, win now. You know, like, we're, we're done. Like, I know people are like, we're young team, we're young team. Like, I, like I'm like i done with waiting, man. I'm done pissing away seasons that we could have gone to the Super Bowl. Packers fans, you see it. If the Packers would have just taken care of biz against, uh, uh, excuse me, um, San Fran, you're telling me we can't beat the Lions and go to the Super Bowl? I know we can. So it's like, I don't want to waste time with any jokester like we need to take this this is like the biggest hire this is like the biggest hire man in like the last 10 years honestly um because there's actually a train moving in the playoff direction and packers fans i'm looking at this one of two ways in terms of how this goes right either it goes tremendous we bring in a high-powered guy the defense goes top 10 and then we got love and you know everything else is good or you know, it goes in reverse. Yeah. And at that point, when you don't have Matt players LeFleur buying is in. the favorite teacher in the room, Cage. You used that analogy earlier. Joe Barry ain't the favorite. And and that's just the the harsh truth is he wasn't the favorite. He lost his best player, maybe Razul Douglas, you could argue, at the of time. this year, probably, and, man. And, and, and straight up, 
that you're doesn't next. help things. You're next. It's like you're watching your, your team get cleaned out, fired, and you you ask yourself, am I really going to stay? And I thought he had earned that. I thought Joe Barry was under the gun. I thought he proved too, that, man. hey, when, the more when things I talk get about tough, it. he actually earned a little bit my I, respect. So I don't I'm feel great little, about it. I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about it. I thought I we think, were past it. I, I think we LaFleur almost succumbed to the mob. And, like, if there's one thing we've learned by running Ike Packers, <laughs> is that Packers mob Nation... Is wrong. <laughs> well, Packers Nation can, can be a mob sometimes. And uh, we love Packers Nation. But maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. And you maybe you've seen the movie Gladiator. You know, they're, they're trying to keep the mob at bay. And Matt LaFleur is like, hey, they're knocking on the gates. Maybe they're going to come and kill me next. You know, like, obviously hyperbole. But, like... You know, I don't feel great about the move, and here's why. Here's another reason. We had so much talent on this team, and nearly all of that talent flashed the potential. Like, I think the big thing was consistency. You know, like, there's no, like, real players, like, whether it's Gary or Quay or Devontae Wyatt or even Eric Stokes or Razul Douglas or whoever, Devondre Campbell, you know, Kenny Clark, Lucas Van Ness, who, like, they all flashed it. The biggest problem was consistency, and that kind of is something that gets better with time and continuity. Well, now you bring in a new guy, he's going to want a new scheme, which means he's going to want new players. And I'm not super psyched about using all these first-round picks on defensive players if we're just going to go and jettison them. I want to keep them here. I want to build the, you know, see the fruits of our labor when we planted that seed so long ago, planted this this crop so long ago. I want to harvest the fruits of our labor, man. And it's just a slippery slope. Like, they have to absolutely nail this. Remember in training camp, Pakistan's and Rodgers would, like, throw the ball from 50 yards away and land it in that, like, super tiny net? This is kind of what the Packers have to do with this hire. So before before everyone's just like, oh, rejoice, we're going to the Super Bowl now, addition by subtraction. Like, you may be right, but we're explaining the details if of why it's right not that simple. the right guy is hired. It it's is not a, that simple. It is exactly. a precision hire right now, Packers fans. This is like Luke Skywalker when he's trying to run the Death Star. Yeah. He's not just blasting, like, in the 7th, 8th, and nine movies in random spots and hoping it blows <laughs> up the planet. He had to actually precisely nail it within a... With a small, small episode four. area. I'm talking episode, episode four. four, New Hope. Yep. And he had to close his eyes and use the force. So Literally. I, the Packers are going to have to close their eyes, well, I got call on you. the force, and pray that our defensive coordinator comes in and actually gets the response from the team, the response from the boys, and the results on the field. So this is interesting. Cage, what's your final thoughts for Packers fans? Well, in this it's, emergency it's, just, just adding another uh, analogy to it. It's like if anyone's seen the movie Captain Phillips, where, where Tom Hanks is the guy who um, basically plays the captain of the cargo ship, at the very end, like the Navy SEALs, they're trying to rescue the guys. They got to take out like three guys at once in like a single strike. And and if anyone remembers, like, it, you know, there's like these millisecond windows and they had to execute it flawlessly. That's what the Packers have to do. This isn't like, man, it's just not as simple as people make it seem. Like, like the whole fire Joe Barry thing. You know, if you notice this year, Ike Packers didn't come out and say fire Joe Barry until like very, very, very much after everyone else did. And then we on the pod, we kind of were like, hey, I think this guy could stay. I think this guy's made a case for him to stay. Because he was never the true problem. He was, he never, was the never the true, true problem. Cause. Yeah, it was a very simple scapegoat. And he wasn't the best coordinator. Like, I'm not saying this guy was the Bill Belichick of DCs, but like, we've got a new can of worms opened, and I can only hope that we just nail this hire man because we're very close we we got to keep moving forward we can't be taking steps back 
Uh, that's my final thoughts. Thank you so much for having me, Packers fans. I can't wait to talk to you all very soon. Yeah, Packers fans, we'll be back with the normal episode expanding on these thoughts. Maybe if there's a hire between now and then, we'll be on another emergency podcast. The thing I want to leave everybody with is sometimes if you have an advantage, if you have a you know point of leverage over your competitors, which for Green Bay was this camaraderie yeah. through the Jordan Love era, through kind of this transition from Rodgers. That was our strength. Of course we have Jordan Love. Of course we have some other things. But they kind of preach this camaraderie concept in Green Bay. And we all know about the power of community. We're living this every day in the Packers community. And... That was kind of a move away from your advantage, right? So Packers fans, we'll leave you there. We'll see if we can add someone even stronger or if they miss completely. You'll get the realest takes here every single time. There's nobody keeping a friend. Keep it a five-star review if you like today's show. And as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go forever. Talk to you soon.